Hi, I'm Levi Taylor. And I'm Jordan Dubois. Welcome, Welcome to, to The, the Throw. Throw. Hi, I'm Levi Taylor, and I'm with Jordan Dubois, and welcome to The Throw. We're excited to have y'all. This is our second episode, and we're jumping right in. There's a big day in basketball last night, mm-hmm. lots of awesome games, so we're going to spend our time there. How are we going to kick us off, Levi? Uh, well, first off, I want to say today's episode is all about basketball, so if you're not about basketball, you can go ahead and leave. Uh, you're bas- us basketball fans, you, you come on in. So <laughs> That's right. We got, uh, we're going to go over the games last night. We got the Magic versus the Hornets. I know what you're going to say. The pass. The lob pass. Off, off the, the board. Man. That was dirty. LaMelo Lamello's to Harrell. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, people. I've heard people say LaMelo's overrated. I, I don't know. Mm-mm. We're from North Carolina, so yeah, yeah. We're, we we it's people down here. Yeah, and it's been a while since we've had. Some good. Like, yeah, like good excitement. I mean, we had Kimba, but like. Yeah, that was it. And before, before that. I mean, the Bobcats, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will we will never speak of that again. Moving on. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to talk about the 76ers versus Raptors now. See, Pascal Siakam, 37-11-12 from the big man. Yeah, crazy game. Really, I mean, uh, you put up a triple-double is it's just man. incredible, especially against 76ers. I mean, that's that's an amazing, amazing feat. This man has came from the G League. He has done it all for this team. Yeah. Like, he is an outstanding player. Embiid, 30-10, and 10, coming in with a good double-double. 30 points, 10 rebounds. Uh, that's yeah. Embiid numbers right there. Yeah. Do you think – Do you think? who do you guys MVP? Do you have Embiid? Joel Embiid. Do you, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's obviously easily uh, justifiable. And I think that's – you know, I think he's going to get a lot of votes. What's the next game? We got the Celtics and Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks won by like six. It's but both point guards, Drew Holiday, Marcus Smart, came in with some good score numbers: twenty nine points. Uh, Drew Holiday had eight rebounds, eight assists. Marcus Smart had seven assists. So, like you know, average numbers. Yeah. If we talking like basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I mean my my MVP vote goes to Giannis. And what he's done all season, mm-hmm. um, I think it's. I mean, he's just he he what he's done to Kevin Durant in their matchups. I mean, just like taking this lunch money, um, and statistically this season, I mean, it, it speaks for itself. But the the kind of the X factor, the leadership of that team, and and how he kind of impacts the game at both ends is just remarkable. Giannis also coming in with twenty nine, eleven, and five. Yeah, got I mean, two steals along with that, one block. Yeah, but four turnovers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, I think. I mean, he he's got my vote all day, every day. Yeah, some fifty point, like his, some of his, like I think it's like got what two fifty point performances. Yeah, like, yeah. they're well, crazy. And there's another guy in the MVP vote conversation that uh, I, I, did, I don't know. Did, did Nicole Jokic anything last night? Oh uh, yeah, he became the first member of the two thousand points, two thousand points guys, one thousand rebounds along with five hundred assists. And this blew my mind. Like I, I could have sworn. That there would have been others in that group. There were either either James Harden, Russell Westbrook, yeah, or LeBron. Like I mean, with, you know, in those triple double seasons that Harden and Westbrook had, and then of course with LeBron's just kind of complete game, I was sworn that they would have been in there. But I just don't think the rebound numbers got there for. for so he started time. a club for that. You know, if this is like for Ben Simmons, like this is what he would be like if he actually like. 
Like just yeah, yeah, you're right. If he could score, if he could, if you if you like if he could shoot, th- this is what this is what we would be seeing from Ben Simmons. That's a good point. If he could get out of his own head and really kind of you know apply himself, like on the Sixers wouldn't end. have traded him if yeah, that like if he was like that. Sixers wouldn't trade him. Yeah, but at his size and with his talent, you're you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's that's a good point. What else? There was another big. Uh, uh, Big stat line last Spurs night, and Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards coming in with 49 points, 49 six points. rebounds, and eight assists. Wow. That young man has grown up before our eyes. And we knew he came in, you know, with all the potential in the world. Heck of a player. Tons of athleticism and potential. And he's played great this season. I mean, he's he's by no means been, you know, a, a, a slouch. Um, but, I mean, really broke out. That's crazy. So. Yeah. We got C.J. McCollum for the Pelicans. Got 23-4-7. I saw Zion was back to full-court drills and, you know, program scrimmages and stuff Duke like that. Duke fan, I'm so, pretty happy about that. Yeah, you can't wait to see Zion back out there. Hopefully he's uh, hopefully he's ready to go. I don't know. I didn't see, did they, were they talking about him for later this season? Mm-hmm. Potentially His stepdad says something about that. But wow. like That'd be awesome. His stepdad's, like, kind of acting like as his public speakers now. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's all the time going out there and talking for him. And then uh, we got the Warriors and Lakers. And a matchup that I personally would be excited to see at the beginning of the season. But now not so much. Uh, Clay Thompson came in with 33 points. I That that makes me happy. I want to see those 2016 NBA Finals, Clay. Like, I want to see the, those 17... Uh, 2019 playoffs before he got hurt. Yeah, I want to see like all those like I want to see that Clay Thompson. Yeah, I agree. I think we all do. I, think I want to see ten triples a game, Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean we've we've been we've been deprived of that for the last couple of seasons, and it would be awesome to get back to having that team. Um, uh, that team, if if you're asking me, like, what's the scariest team in the playoffs? It's the Golden State Warriors to me for sure. Because I mean, with with. Curry Obviously, healthy. Curry. Yeah, you know, I mean, if 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 Draymond he can be healthy and stay healthy, Draymond Green is back in the lineup for the most part, and if he can stay healthy throughout, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Andrew back. Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins is playing at a high level. I know Wiseman's out for this season, but like Jordan Poole and some of the other guys on that team, Otto Porter, like they're playing really, really well, um, and they're coming together really well, and they're playing man's basketball. Yeah, they're, and it's kind of complimentary. I mean, you watch it, and there's a good flow. There seems like they're having fun again. Um, kind of like they were back in the day um, with Steve Kerr's teams. So I'm really excited about that team and seeing what they can do um, in the in the playoffs when they get it when they get kind of their full roster back in. And they can go at it because I think that's the team that can really challenge the Suns out west, in my opinion. And the Grizzlies too. I, yeah, I the have, Grizzlies are good. I have the Grizzlies like I have them going far in the playoffs. Like, do you? I I, I like John Morant. He. I don't know. I, I just like his playing style. He's kind of like an Allen Iverson. Yeah. Oh, man. John Morant's awesome. John Morant's awesome. The, and, the only thing about John Morant, and this is this is kind of a weird thing to be thinking about, though, is like the, the team is almost better when he doesn't play. Have you seen that? Like, I mean, their record when he doesn't play is like 17-2 and two or something like that, which is crazy. So it almost makes you think, like, is, is it that he is – like he absorbs so much of the game and so much of the flow of the game that it hinders the rest of the team, or is it that 
like just kind of a weird small sample size. But I mean, it's almost twenty games at this point, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I don't know. Just an interesting. No, it's past twenty games. I think. I think it's like twenty something that he hasn't played in three probably now because they just lost last night to the Nuggets. But yeah. back to the Lakers and Warriors. Taylor Horton Tucker, forty points. Wow, young yeah. man coming in with scoring. Did, didn't see that coming. Mm-mm. Yeah, interesting. Well, the 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 NBA was certainly exciting last night, and we are we are kind of getting down to the the playing games are coming up. The I think Everybody's- most of it's set in terms of who's in and who's out. The question now is like, is there some finagling of seating and whatnot? Um, and again, like you know, us being here in North Carolina, we're pretty excited about having the. Uh, Hornets. The Hornets the, in there. Yeah, making some noise. If they can't knock somebody off. Back to the Spurs game. Jacob Pertle coming in with 15 and 17 in the loss. Wow. Like 17 rebounds. Like, yeah. That's awesome. You don't see – like you can see 15 rebounds often in today's NBA with the centers there are and power forwards. But 17? Yeah. If you see like 17 and higher, like that's kind of – It's impressive. Sweet. Yeah, it's a good night. He's hustling on the on the uh, to mop it up. So, all right, Levi, full court pass back to you here. Uh, I want to go over the standings. Gotcha. Um, like because everybody's clinched their play in berth or their playoff berth, anything like that of that sort has been clinched. So let's co- take a look at that. We got the one seed in the East, the Miami Heat. What, your thoughts, Jordan? I think the Heat are a dangerous team. I mean, we know that a couple of years ago they went to the finals. Um, and, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler is just a he, winner. Mm-hmm. He's just a winner. Them adding Kyle Lowry. Yeah, huge impact. Tyler Harrow. Uh, yep. Would you, how would you put this? But uh, not potential, but like expanding almost? Yeah, like, I mean, like they're, they're absolutely. Well, I mean, when and they look at, around the East and they think, well, gosh, the Nets are over here just like trying to build a super team. And the and whether it worked or not, the the Bucks obviously have the best player in in the NBA. Like we have to be ready, and we have to come out and and I mean obviously the Celtics with Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and they've got a great team too. So it's like the the Heat they can't just rest and wait around and and hope that they can compete. They gotta they gotta go push, and that's what they did. And I'm proud of them for it. I mean it's 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 awesome. Jimmy Butler, it's just I, I can't I, I can't think of a, a tougher more competitive uh, person that I want to like, kind of form your team around. I think the Heat did a really smart thing when they when they brought him in there and said, "Hey, we're going to build around you, and, and we're going to build around your talents." And and just wow, what an impact! And then we got two seed Bucks, three seed Celtics, four seed Sixers. You got the Raptors and Bulls as your five and six seeds. Yeah. So and, your and thoughts? I think all that's pretty much set at this point. Yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot of movement. The possible play and birth. It's we got the Cavs and Nets for the seven and eight, the nine and ten Hawks and Hornets. So our Hornets just barely making it over yeah. there. Hey, that's all right though. They barely had a over five hundred record. Just get in and make some noise, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the team that I'm not. It, it's weird, like you know, I saw somewhere the other day that the Nets were like huge Vegas, like I don't want to say favorites, but they're one of them, like one of the favored teams in the East. And that I just could, blew my mind. I could see that. With Kyrie being able to play home games now, yeah. you have Durant, and, man, it would be so cool yeah. if Ben Simmons could just play. Yeah, well, he ain't coming. So, it's, like, what's interesting to me is just, like, that it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting group. It's an interesting kind of theory and thought, but I just, I can't wrap my mind around there, like, there being, 
a situation where they end up being that dangerous. Like just because I think they've 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 played together enough that they're like we almost know what they are, you know. And I just it doesn't scare me. It doesn't it doesn't worry me too much. Um, you know, look, there's there's are they going to get hurt? You know, like I mean, it's one of them's always hurt. And you know who knows? Like Kyrie might be out there thinking that the world's flat, or or you know, this, you know, and, and Kevin Durant might trip over a, a staple, you know, coming out of the ground and, and stub his toe or something like that. I mean, there's no telling. I just I can't trust the Nets. The other team I don't trust is the the Sixers. I just don't think the Sixers. I mean, we've seen James Harden in the playoffs a bunch. It's just there, there's nothing. There's he can nothing be there on. That makes you think he yeah. can be either be off. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing there that makes me think that he can he can put it together for an entire postseason and take his team to the promised land. I just don't think he can. No matter how good Embiid is, no matter how good Tobias Harris is, like uh, you know, the, the Tyrese Maxey, yeah, yeah, like they've got a great little like what core. we was talking about with uh, the Mets. It all leans on Jacob Degrom, right? Right. And this could be how the Sixers is. It kind of leans toward James Harden. Yeah, if if he comes out and 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 plays and creates and facilitates like we know he can. And he's engaged and involved, then they could be, in. It, it would be almost unsurprising if they were to go all the way and win the title. I'm just like it's again. It's, you got to prove it to me. You got to prove it to me first before we assume that that's going to happen. And so let's go down to the West. We had the Phoenix Suns number one. I think this was kind of expected. Man, I'm I'm still rooting for CP3. Well, you know, again, hometown boy. We're, yeah, we're we're here in Winston Salem, and we are rooting for CP3. CP3. We want to see him get that title. Um, I, I would love to see it. Uh, that being said, I said earlier, and I still believe it. They can win it. They they can, but I, I was going to say the, the the Warriors. The Warriors, if I'm the Suns, I'm not scared of the Warriors. I would just be cautious, that, yeah, kind of. With that team coming together when it when it's when it matters the most down the stretch here, that team could be very, very, very dangerous. We got the Grizzlies, two seed. I mean it it was for a while there, it was between the Warriors and Grizzlies kind of back and forth. And the Jazz were up there. They're now down to a five seed. Yeah. Yeah, the team that the team that I think could make a lot of noise other than the Warriors. <laughs> And, and really challenge um, the Suns as the Mavericks. I think Luka is still ascending. We don't talk about Luka enough. Yeah, like, Luka it, is... We talk about him a lot. He's one of my favorite players. Like, Luka so is one of my favorites. Like, just saying. he's still on the come up. Like, he is not done being the man just yet. And and he, like, he's not even there yet. He is, he is like, ready to go and ready There's to There's going to be a point he's going to be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. And I, I think, think there, there could possibly soon. be a point. Hear me out, hear me out. In a few years, it's going to be a finals between... Luca, if he ever goes to a different team or whatnot, and Lamelo, if he ever goes to a different team or whatnot, Ooh. if they're still playing for the Mavericks and the Hornets, I think that could be a Finals possibility. Wow, you have to build around him. I think. I mean, that, I think Luca has that. They have. They both have talent potential. Yeah, they they absolutely. But they have they absolutely increasing potential. Like it, you're you're 100 right. All right. So what else on that uh, on that standings list pops out at you? So nothing really. The Nuggets at a six. I mean, that's kind of a disappointment for me. Yeah, but they've been so injured. I mean, yeah. to not have um, uh, oh, who's the young man uh, Murray all season mm-hmm. long, or not all season, but most of the season. Um, I mean, they've been they've been trying to just figure it out all the way, and and you yeah. know, you can almost look at it in terms of well, with you know, with Nicola kind of lead like leading the way, that allowed them to to get there and to and to be as good as as he was. It's just, you know, it, it's interesting to think of, you know, 
it's interesting to think that they are in the sixth spot with so many injuries all season long. Mm-hmm. So good for them. So we got so just going back down, we got Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Utah, and Denver. So Utah pops out at me. I think they I think the top six teams in the East, I mean West, my bad, uh, could all make a run. Like they have a reasonable case to all make a run. Yeah, I I don't I don't put a whole lot of stock in the Jazz and the Nuggets. I just don't think any of them can. I mean, again, you got to prove it. You got to prove it, and we've seen this over and over and over again. I have something in Utah though, like Mitchell and Gobert. Yeah, like we'll see. I I mean, it would be fun to watch. I love Donovan Mitchell. He's a lot of fun. Timberwolves was that little kind of run streak, whatever you call it. Yeah. Gotta gotta love having cat and and you know, um, obviously we talked a little earlier, um, you know about about their their kind of offensive firepower if they if they put it all together, um, so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun man I can't wait what's the uh, what's the uh, playing teams the prediction that you have for the who's coming out of the West for the playing or the finals? just overall yeah uh, I have to go with either Golden State or Phoenix yeah I'm going Golden State. No surprise there. Out of the East, who you got? I want to go with the Bucks. Yeah, same here. Or the Sixers. I'm going Bucks. I don't trust James Harden. But I, again, I know the Bucks have it. I have the Nets at least making out of the playing tournament. At least. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think they'll make out of the playing tournament on a one game basis. They can be. They they they're dangerous. You know. Yeah, and then but on a one game basis, they're also very vulnerable because they put up some duds. Yeah, and then we so for the rest of our playing teams in the West, we got. Uh, so we got overall in the uh, play, and we got the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Pelicans, and the Spurs. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, not a very inspiring, in my opinion. No, okay. maybe the Clippers though. I don't know with Paul George maybe. back. They I, could, you know, I'm not. I'm going to give you a. Then a, they can make it out. A, a personal take on this: I don't like the expanded playoffs in the NBA. Like Maybe. literally twenty Maybe. out of thirty teams get to I have a chance. It. It's like I don't like it. I don't care for it. I hate it. It's just more. It's like bowl games in college football, where it's like I, nobody wants to watch two six and six teams play each other in in the Meineke Car Care Bowl or whatever it is. No, no offense to Meineke, um, or Car Care, um, or the Carolina Tar Heels <laughs> who usually end up playing in that bowl. Uh, but the uh, the bottom line is, it's like I, I, I don't want to see the Spurs and the what Pelicans. Like yeah, I don't like, care. I don't want to see that. I want to. And no. and I don't want to see either of those teams have to go. That's two thirds of the NBA. Right, right. That make the that somehow get to be involved in the postseason, and I just don't think it's. No. I don't think it's necessary. It, it, I think it's kind of dumb. Heck, it could be narrowed down to six teams, and I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I'd be fine with that too. So, so you've got you've got who you got the Bucks and the either Suns or Warriors. Yes, not willing to make a stand stand right yet yet about that, huh? Still, maybe the out. Sixers though. Like I think my it's going to be Bucks Sixers. You're and on the fence. You are riding that fence, aren't you? That's all right. Nothing wrong with that. We got, I got, uh, Bucks, Sixers, and Warriors, and Suns. Uh, yeah, I'm going Bucks versus the Warriors. Wait, no, you can't do that because wouldn't they be in the same? Uh, wouldn't the Suns and the Warriors be in the top? I mean, the way the, the way it's looking right now because they're the one and three seed right now. The season's not over there. We still got like, yeah, like I'm two just more games. Like, I'm just saying like which team comes out of the West and which team comes out of the East. Like I'm going with the Bucks oh. out of the East and I'm going with the Warriors out of the West. That is kind of what I'm leaning towards too. And I'm putting the Warriors 
as the champion. On the pedestal. Uh, yeah. I'm putting him up there on the stage. The West is going to win. It's going to be a team from the oh, West. Oh, I don't know, man. It's, no, it's going to be a team I, from I the West. I obviously think that the Warriors are going to win, but if the Warriors don't make it, I could see it being... A team I from mean, the Bucks could easily. He's in. Maybe the Grizzlies have a John Morant. Ah, we'll see. We'll John Morant, though, I mean... Man. And then, so let's go over... Let's head over to the draft. Yeah, the, the NCAA NBA uh, college basketball season's over, and so we've got we got lots to talk about the draft. Yeah, and we've Mock got draft projections. Got a, that's right. We've got a bunch of folks coming out that are declaring. There's still others, of course, that haven't done so yet that will. Um, but just kind of based on you know based on the the people that we know, the guys that we know are coming out. Who do you think goes number one? Paulo Bancaro. I know I'm a Duke fan, but like, I couldn't see anyone else going number one. Yeah, I, the, uh, if it's not him, I, I don't know about Chet Holmgren or Jabari Smith. I think it's either him or Jaden Ivey. I was thinking about this this morning. Jaden Ivey is for Purdue. Watching him play for Purdue. Yeah, I could see I could see him going number one or two. Actually, yeah, especially with kind of the uh, the the recent kind of success of you know the like guards. And and their mm-hmm. their impact on the game. I mean, you've got guys that have come into the league like like Trey Young and John Morant that, that have really been able Luka, to Luca even shifting from a forward to Luka, a guard. Yep. Like I mean, you've got guys that can come in and just be aggressive and be creators. And Jaden Jaden Ivey has that for sure. Uh, in my mind, Paolo Bancaro should be number one. Um, watched him a lot this season, watching Duke games with you. Um, and what, like what what I noticed is he he's on a team with. Four other guys that are going to be in the NBA next year. Um, AJ Griffin, at least Wendell Moore Jr. get drafted. But the uh, yeah, he's on a team that is it is a um, a very 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 talented team. He's not asked to do as much, you know. Like I mean, if you think about it, Auburn, it, it almost all of it ran through Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith's the only other person in this group that I think should be considered on that top line. Um, I think it's Jabari Smith or it's Palo Bancaro. I think it, it there's one I'm, thing I want to talk about. As a Duke fan, I want to bring up Mark Williams. Him standing 17 right now in ESPN's best available. I, I think he should be higher. Um, he should be sure. a top 10 pick. Yeah, in my opinion, even though like I think he should be 10 or like nine or 10, something like that. 10 or 11, maybe. Like that's that's the range where I think it makes a lot of sense for him. Um, he, he's long. He's lanky. He could obviously challenge with some of those guys down low. Um, he, he can create. He can defend the rim. Um, and, and I mean, he, he's not the most polished offensive and, player yet. But he can get in there and score for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, as he puts on weight and as he kind of gets a little bit more confidence and a little bit bigger and um, and develops, he'll get even even more deadly. Um, I, I think he's there. I, the one who I, I think is just bust capable. Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Like, I, I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think he is just one of these guys where you, you look at him and you think, yeah, I mean, I see the skill. I see the shooting. Um, I, I see, you know, I, I see those things, but he is so small. And, and, and there's games on the Gonzaga schedule this past season where he just disappeared. He just wasn't present. And, you know, it's one thing getting blocks when you're 7-1 on, you know, on... A five foot two guy. Right. Not, on, that's on, a bit of a negative. On whoever plays for, like, you know, the Pacific University and, and St. Mary's and, and things like that. No knock on them. It's just, like, I, I think that's a much different uh, ask when you're saying, I, I need you to go, uh, like, you know, maybe the Magic draft him. And it's like, hey, you know, we, we're, we're playing the Nets, 
go get some block shots. And it's like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. really? You know, and the three the three point shot is there. So I mean, I'm not saying that he couldn't be a a talented role player. I could see him very much being a role player um, and kind of stretching the floor and creating some mismatches. He can bring the ball down and handle okay, obviously. But it, I just he is so small, like skinny, and I don't think he can play down low. He's really going to get well. paid number one though, just because of all the. <sighs> but he shouldn't be like. Yeah. I think it should, I think the highest he should get picked is probably three, and that again, that's a lot of that is on potential. I mean, he's had nasty moves since he was in high school. I mean, he's been a baller since he was thirteen or fourteen years old. We've been seeing the clips of him. He's great, great ball player. Don't get me wrong. I just I mean, for that high, I would rather have Keegan Murray. I would rather have Jaden Ivey. Um, I'd rather have AJ Griffin because I think those guys are going to fit their position better and still be productive. He is going to be kind of a weird in-between. He's going to be a project, and I just, I'm just i afraid of injuries, and I'm afraid of uh, a lack of fit. There's one last thing I want to talk about about the draft. Drew Timmy, project, like he's 57th in yeah. the best available. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I think he was the best player for Gonzaga this season. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, he, like, Over he, Chad he Holmgren. Was, yeah, agreed. But again, though, this is all based on... Potential. Potential. And what are your thoughts on the, the G League Ignite and the Overtime Elite, those programs that have started over the past couple years? I, I think it's interesting. I think it's like you, you're, you're getting people a path to professional development, you know, and, and kind of keeps the ball rolling. I mean, we, we need more areas for folks to play. I mean, like think about these major league... Not major league... These these NBA teams, I mean, they're running, you know, fifteen guys, and and of those fifteen, I mean, ten are playing, maybe eleven are playing every night. Um, so like, you're not getting a ton of a ton of playing time if you're one of these kind of like down the roster guys that needs to develop. Um, the the there have to be other outlets for it, but as to be able to bring people an alternative it. to college from yeah. that standpoint, what would you, what do you think of it? I, I think they're fine. I think they're like. Kids want to make some make some money, and they want to like they want to get like coaching from you know a different kind of source than the, the college game. It also kind of takes you away from all the pageantry of it. Um, I am a full supporter of the college experience. Me and too. Going for at least two or three years. I don't love the one and done thing. Um, not because I'm against these guys getting money. I think they should, and the rules are set up that way. So go do it. Uh, but it, I feel like it takes away from it a little bit, um, and the college game is so fun. So I, I think fine. I think like me, there's a couple Duke fans out there that are kind of mad about this one and done thing where Zion Williamson could still be playing for us this year. R.J. Barrett, like in college, like what one yeah. and done? Sure. I heard whatever, somebody talk one time about like a situation where it's like it's you either you can go to the NBA or. You can go to college, but if you go to college, you have to stay at least, like, three years or something like that. Or stay at least two years. I don't remember what it specifically was, but I thought that was really interesting. Like, you can go – you can you can try to go to the NBA or you can go to college. But when you go to college and you, and you go play in the NCAA, you have to stay for a couple of years. I don't know how you enforce that. Especially with the NIL stuff now, I think college is going to be more – like, um, a little bit more desirable. I think even more kids are going to want to go and play – College ball because they can not make be like Lamelo Ball and just be like, "Hey, I could do this." Yeah, yeah I'm like going you, overseas. Yeah, and you can go. I mean, now like you you can go play at 
um, at UCLA, or you can go play at Kentucky or Kansas or, or Villanova um, or Indiana, some of these big schools that have, but obviously Carolina, Duke, um, you know, Florida, Tennessee, Auburn. Like you can go to some of these schools, Oklahoma, and play actual like really good high level basketball there's one thing make a little money and still get the the really solid coaching there's one thing about going to college that i like the experience of playing under a good coach yeah like the experience of playing under mark few the experience of playing under mike krzyzewski experience of playing under bill self yeah no kidding. I mean, like and, back when and, Roy Williams was coaching, the experience of playing under Roy Williams. Yeah, way back to last year. <laughs> He's been but even going way back, yeah. Dean Smith, the experience of playing under yeah. Dean oh, Smith. No doubt. I mean, and there's there's a reason that a lot of uh, a lot of those players that played under Dean Smith and that played under um, you know John Wooden did pretty well yeah. for themselves after that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill yeah. Walton, both yeah. had amazing NBA careers. Both played under John Wooden. Yeah, of course. Well, I think the, the draft will be interesting. We'll get a little bit more information. We have we, the order's not set yet, so it's kind of hard to do um, major projections in terms of where you know certain players will go and whatnot. But it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting situation. And I I, I just I want to reiterate. I think Paolo Vancaro to me looks, feels, and plays like the guy. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you got any busts or or sleepers in the draft that you want to mention? A sleeper. I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like. I mean, Jaden Ivey's obviously getting talk, right? But like, I don't know though. Like, just saying. Like, he, I think he could be better than most people think he'll be. Yeah, maybe so. And uh, uh, your boy Drew Wendell Tim- Moore from Duke. I mean, what he, he could. What, what do you see him? I don't know. I could see him. Hate to say it like this, but bouncing back and forth from NBA and G League. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe like at the bottom of those rocks. He he could be like a Trey Jones kind of guy. Yeah, I, I see him as I see him as a glue piece, a role player that can come in and really kind of really contribute. Like I, I think I think Wendell Moore could be more impactful than we think. Um as just a, a guy that comes in and, and he might average, you know, eight points a game, but he's gonna play good solid defense. He he can he can do these little minutes. things in he can play the, for your star players that are injured. Yeah, and he can, and he can he can come in and, and eat up some minutes in the periphery and just not make mistakes. And in a lot of these veteran laden teams, that's what you have to have. I I could see Wendell Moore being like someone that comes out of this draft and it's just a really 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 good um, complimentary player and and um, productive player down the road. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna wrap it up here in a minute. I think one of my sleepers, Drew Timmy for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned him a little bit ago. So you think he's got a spot in the NBA, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not so sure, man. It, he, like it's it's like that 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 classic college big man who doesn't translate. He's he's a little bit undersized, and I, I, I don't I don't know where his game fits in the modern NBA. You know? Yeah. I think 20 something years ago, point, he he could he could have been he could know, do something a, a brawler, but I think you know now with. With bigs, I mean, kind of reminds me a Tar Heels fan here. Reminds me of Tyler Hansborough a little bit. Really good, scrappy, um, scrappy player who uh, he gets he gets lots of rebounds. He kind of uh, holds down the paint really well. Obviously, he can score. Um, but when you translate to the NBA, you're not playing against other guys who are six nine and six ten and six eleven. You're playing against big guys 
can can he defend a three? Like if he's if he's going in there and, and playing and posting like and he's got Joel Embiid posting up on him, can he can he defend Joel Embiid? What about Giannis? You know, sure. so I think I think he's he could be. Um, uh, it it kind of depends on how his game transforms and, and where he takes it. Okay, so we're gonna wrap up with the games tonight. All we right. got Bucks at Pistons. Who okay. you got? The Bucks. Yeah, I think that's obvious. Knicks and Wizards. I got the Knicks in this one. Yeah, I'm probably take the Knicks too. Uh, we got the Cavs and the Nets. Now, who you got on this one? I'm going Cavs. I'm going I Nets. I don't, I don't trust the Nets here. I'm going Just Nets. Don't trust the Nets. I'm going Nets. All right. We got the Rockets and Raptors. Let's say Raptors. Raptors, you know? yeah. Oh, we got the Hawks and the Heat. Who you got on that one? Now, that's what I'm going to watch. I got the Hawks. I'm rolling with the Heat. I'm a, I got the Hawks, man. Hornets and Bulls. Who you got? I'm taking the Hornets. I think I think the Hornets are they're 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 hungry and they're, they're in but they're not satisfied yet. Yeah. And the Bulls have kind of yeah, they're yeah. Blazers and Mavericks. I think Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah. Suns Jazz. Who you got? I'm gonna go Suns. Same. I could see the Jazz. It's gonna be a close call though. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Suns though. Lakers and Thunder. This is like our low matchup like game of like. Every part bad of me teams. wants to pick the Lakers, but I know. I mean, LeBron's not playing. Um, and every, every players to watch the for the Lakers, Malik Monk, like yeah. that—that's yeah, your best player to watch. Spot. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Thunder. Yeah, and then yeah, I guess the Thunder could. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, we're gonna wrap it up here on the throw. All right. Good to see everybody. Good to mm-hmm. talk to you, Levi. It's fun as always, man. Yep. We'll see y'all next time on the throw.